There is going to be, as he just mentioned there, another celebration protest tomorrow at Island Park. Earlier today at the Fargo Town Hall, they had a uh, one Fargo event taking place. One of the organizers for the celebration, the protest tomorrow, and one Fargo joins us now tonight on the 702 communication line. Wes Philome. Wes, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate your time and hope you uh, for well tomorrow. I want to start here because now, you know, tensions are so high across the country. And some of the feedback that we get from the audience is that, look, tensions are high. All four officers are now arrested in custody. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Why do another protest tomorrow in Fargo? Uh, Chris, to be honest with you, um, after watching what we uh, just watched with, uh, you know, former officer Osmondson, I think it's really clear that um, why why we're doing this um, and why this is needed. Um, just just think about the fact that this city needs healing. We have a lot going on. Um, that's something you just have to consider, man. Um, you know, meeting with uh, Chief Todd, uh, just seeing how heavy the things have worn on him. Uh, just seeing um, former officer Osmondson there, uh, you know, in, in tears as well, uh, meeting with the Fargo PD this morning at eight o'clock um, and, and just me myself uh, as a, a African-American man in the, uh, the, the city of Fargo um, and, and in the United States, man, it's been really tough. Yeah. And I think with the message of one Fargo, we could really use that healing. Uh, to pretty much just grow this community. Uh, it is not a protest whatsoever that's happening tomorrow. This is 100% going to be something that's about healing the community. And, and we want people to come together to unify Fargo, Moorhead, and also West Fargo as well. Uh, we want to bring people together to heal, and people really need healing right now. And I completely agree with you, sir. I, my question that maybe should be better refined, and that is this, is the fact that um, you know, now you've got uh, the Minnesota National Guard here, you've got the North Dakota National Guard here, the Fargo Police Department boarded up the Fargo Police Department earlier today because there's been what some deem to be credible threats. And so I guess my, my ultimate question to you is, look, I'm all for what you're saying. Let's get healed. Let's ensure that we don't have any more deaths. Uh, like we've seen with George Floyd. I guess my ultimate question is, because you had a, a four-hour meeting today, why not get everybody in a room where it's safe and sound, continue to have these conversations, rather than be outside knowing that we've got a pandemic and what some are suggesting are credible threats? Um, and, and to be honest with you, we've moved in lockstep with uh, law enforcement uh, when it comes to what's happening tomorrow. Uh, you know, Fargo PD is going to have a really good presence uh, at, at Island Park. We're going to make sure that people are safely uh, distanced from each other. Uh, Fargo Parks are also included. There's a lot of logistics that's going to go into this to make sure that this uh, goes off without a hitch. Um, but again, the community needs a, a, a 
sign of unity. Uh, this is something where whether you support George Floyd or you support Cody Holti, we want to bring people together. And yes, we are getting together in those meeting rooms and we, we're creating meaningful, meaningful change. This is the one opportunity after one of the most historic days in Fargo on Saturday to come back and say, look how fast a community can come together and grow together and heal. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, this is not against police. We're not going to be deterred. Uh, we're working with uh, the law enforcement and the National Guard to make sure that uh, the buildings are safe. Uh, everyone knows that this is going to be a peaceful celebration. And we're going to get down uh, at Island Park. We're not going to touch the streets. We're going to stay at the park. It's going to be a two-hour event. And once it's done, we're going to make sure that everyone's able to get home safely and that there are no issues. Thank you for that, Wes. I think that's the perfect way to go about it. So thank you for putting those parameters on it. Now, let, if you don't mind, I wish I could have been there with you all today, but take me inside. I think you said it was a four-hour meeting. Who was there and what came out of that meeting? So it actually happened uh, yesterday. Today was just a press conference kind of giving more details on, you know, what tomorrow is going to be like. Uh, but basically, we kind of called an emergency meeting to get together. Uh, you know, before this uh, protest or sit in that we we're going to have uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, okay, guys, you, you've shown some action on Saturday. We hear you now. What can we do to facilitate? facilitate change. And I, I just want to share that if it were not for the leadership of Fargo reacting the way that they did during the four-hour meeting, the sit-in would still be happening tomorrow, regardless of the uh, the efforts and the presence of the National Guard, because we are that serious about change. Now, we could sit at home and, uh, you know, pretty much uh, continue to be uh, subjected to the uh, circumstances that we are, uh, which, to be honest with you, can lead to death. Uh, that's what we're seeing uh, play out in America. Or we could go out in the streets and face the same thing, and we were willing to do that. But the way that the leadership of Fargo Moorhead and West Fargo came into that room and listened. There were over uh, 15 to 20 elected officials. The superintendent was even there. Chief Todd was there, Mayor Mahoney, um, you know, Mayor Judge, uh, the mayor of West Fargo as well. And they just listened. I mean, they absolutely listened. And they said, and, and it was genuine. And, and were it not for that, we'd be in a different place. We'd be having a different conversation right now. Um, answer me this, if you will. So what are some of the specific issues that you've seen in Fargo, number one? Two, what are some, I know you mentioned you have a list of demands. What are some of the demands that you have that you want change for? And the third question on all this, if you don't mind, Wes, is what makes you think it's going to change now? Because you know, I think it's important for audience to know Mayor Mahoney has been deputy mayor since like 2006. I mean, he's been in that position now for a long, long time. So why do you trust now that there's going to be change? Uh, as I said during the press conference earlier today, uh, the, the Liberty Bell has been struck, all right? We're, we're, we're at a time in America that we've never been at before. Um, this, the, the United States as a country has been set on fire. And the only way we're going to rebuild that is, is through change. Um, I mean, 
I, I don't want to give away too much because I, I, I want this to unfold in front of the eyes of the community. And that's really going to start tomorrow. I'd really and, like and to have you guys there Wes, so that you guys can go ahead. Just because of TV time, so I don't mean to cut you off. But I guess the question that people have at home right now is, OK, so so what are the problems? Like, Give us some specific problems that you want to sure. address. Uh, and then OPD. Uh, rolled out uh, their um, pretty much their entire police force in front of uh, the Fargo precinct, and there wasn't a single uh, African American or minority police officer there. There were 40, 40 plus officers dressed, and not a single one of them represented someone that looks like me. And that's the issue in America: is that uh, these officers don't understand or know how to engage people who don't look like them, dress like them, or come from the same culture. So our number one demand is that we have representation of uh, the, the people of Fargo in uh, positions of power on the boards and on the police departments and even in our news and media as well. We want to be represented in Fargo and that is something that is evident is that we lack representation in this area. So let me ask you this, and I actually asked Mayor Jonathan Judd this earlier this week. You see what's happening across the country and you see the conversation. I can't even say the words being used, Wes, here at 647 at night, but about police, you know, bleep the police, bleep 12. I mean, I can go on and on down the list. How how do you ask then black Americans to want to become police officers when that's typically the identity, the brand that is put into many people's heads right now? So help me understand and help us understand. Hey, Chris, here's how I think we can have more black Americans want to be law enforcement officers. You, you, you know what, what's really funny about the question you just asked, the irony of it all, is that in front of the, 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 <laughs> the police station on the day of the protest, me and off, uh, former officer Osmondson had the exact same <laughs> conversation, all right? And, and what I told him is just imagine if we have an abusive uh, guy in the community and word gets out around. There's not going to be a ton of women signing up to, to date this guy or go out on a date with him. Yep. Right. And so it's very and he tried to place the burden on us to say, well, more African-Americans need to sign up for the force. But how do you sign up to be part of a system that abuses you? It, that, that, that's a very tough ask. The burden should not be on us. The burden should start with uh, the police department doing more to engage and, and, and ease that uh, transition. And that should then allow. And mind you, my brother is a commander for the uh, North Miami Beach Police Department as well. Uh, in Miami, they have what's called the police explorers, which he was a part of since he was eight to 10 years old. So my hope is through talks that maybe we're able to create a program like that. And I'd gladly take part and encouraging young African-Americans and minorities in the community to be a part of a program like that, to seek change. But it has to start with the police department first. The burden shouldn't be on us. Wes, great conversation. Thank you for giving us some of your time tonight. We're trying to work out, Wes, a town hall via Zoom for Facebook Live around race relations, things of that nature. So we'd love to have you join us for that if it works out for your schedule. Okay, sir? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Chris. Thank you very much, and good luck tomorrow. I'm hoping to make it out there. I'm trying to move a schedule around, but hopefully we'll be there, and Wes will get a chance to meet face-to-face. -face. If not tomorrow, it'll be soon, okay? Sounds good. Love to have you. Thank you, sir. All right, love to know your thoughts there. Um, hopefully everything goes down you know, very, very smoothly tomorrow, and I like the fact that Wes said there, look, what we're going to do is a finite amount of time and a finite space. I think that is a very smart move, and uh, enjoy the celebration tomorrow. Please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.